This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. important announcement before we take our seats by the virtue of what the spirit of God is doing in the house and is saying to us two very important announcements number one so on Sunday we have a meeting with the singles after service I expect everybody that is not married in the church to be there not only to be there, to invite people to be there. Everything that God does, it does through relationships. You can have your seats. <laughs> I just looked at somebody now, and that reminded you of asking everyone to sit down. Don't worry, if you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> but those who know, they know. Are you with me? <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, even if I don't get to preach and I get this announcement across to you, the Bible says faith without work is dead. On Saturday, during Mercy Encounter two weeks ago, I was led by the Spirit. One of the declarations I made, I pray for those who are not married. Listen very, listen carefully to me. When God wants to help you, it shifts your mentality. That shift is necessary and needed by many Christians. Because people pray and they believe that what will happen is that as soon as they finish praying, God is going to do something out there. Many times when you pray, God does something in you. He adjusts. If you pray for money, one of the things that God will do first of all, He might bring a book your way, a teaching that teaches you why you are wasting your money. That is the answer to your prayer. They cried to Him when they were six and one seven. It did not heal them straight. He sent His word. Then His word healed them. He's always sending word before doing something. It is that word that will do something to you. You are not going to experience a shift, behaving the same way, thinking the same way, and expecting a different result. So when you begin to pray, God begins to answer by making certain adjustments in your life. If you are listening to me and you are a single person designing to be married, married, you know, I have seen wonders in Christianity. And I said at the workers' meeting yesterday, you know, joke, I said it jokingly. Sometimes you wonder whether some people have had a conversation with God on how he will answer their prayer. One of, the friend, one of my friends brought one of the best consultants uh, who can look at a business. This guy speaks from one hour they pay him 10 million. He leveraged a relationship and brought him to church to speak freely, free of charge. To help young people to understand in this present Nigeria, what can I start with 20,000? All the young guys just were not there. Why were you not there? You see, my mother said you that I went to, it was almost in tears. You know, this scripture applies at all times. He came onto his own and his own. Listen to me. We are going to 
I am not, because of what the Spirit of God is saying, we are not just going to do a teaching on Sunday. The Lord gave an instruction. We, we, it came up while we're thinking. One of the reasons why there are many singles in Pentecostal churches all around the world, all around Lagos, is not a spiritual reason alone. In fact, spiritual, because we pray every now and then, now it's already taken care of. God will not, because you have prayed, violate his words. The Bible is very clear on one word. He that must have friends must show himself friendly. I am one of the people that actually supported when they talk about Redeem wanting to start online dating then. I just wish that they did not use the word dating because people will go there only to go and look for wife and husband. If they call this something like friends meeting online, if all the singles in the household of David and all the singles in Desta and all the singles in Elevation and all the singles in Pastor Miss Church, they gather together for one week. There is a place they can meet and interact. Almost all of them will get to relationship. Sunday service does not give us that opportunity. Marriage seminars will not because when you come for seminar or singles meeting, you listen to one man and you all get back into your cars and you go. A pastor in this Lagos many years ago, I don't want to mention his name, was preaching and he said, I received a burden this morning to pray for people having delayed marriages who are not getting life partner. And they came out, they thought he was going to pray. He's a radical apostle. So I have an idea of the person I'm talking about. And he said, guys on this side, ladies on this side. And he said, idiots, look at them, look at them. These are, he said, these are your answer. These are, I mean, you know, it, it, it's one of the few things I don't understand. Is somebody who desires to marry, to be the first person that we are seeing the back of your head towards the gate after the service. He that must have friend. Now listen, this is what I told them that bless them and work as meeting. Don't get, don't get to meet people all because you want to marry them. And then don't create a barrier because she doesn't look like what you want. In the wisdom of God, the kingdom of God is like a net. That's what Jesus said. That net is network. You see that guy, you might not, it might not look like what you want, but he has a friend. It is that friend that God has planned for you. But if you don't meet him and get close to him, you will not. See, Christianity is built on family spirits. Learn to always love and interact with people. The lady you see in church has two cousins. She doesn't look like what you want. You want yellow, she's dark. Dark as charcoal. Now, but listen, she has a cousin. That is what you want. It is when you are close to her as a friend. Maybe on her bed, you go to visit her and her cousin is there and the Lord answers prayer. Did you hear what I've just said this morning? Everybody say friendship. You see, we don't even come to church looking for something to get from somebody. I said that this one that is happening on Sunday by the grace of God, there will be a 30 minute period. I was so burdened by this that I told Pastor Mayowa that personally I will foot at least 50% of the bill for them to have a kind of cocktail, drinks, so that there is a session where yeah, there's a short teaching, there will be question and answer, but in between, there must be a session for interaction. And it's not 10 minutes, it's not 15 minutes, interaction. Where people can go get a drink and talk and talk. Get to know what's your name, what do you do? A relationship that is sustained. It, it doesn't have to be the person you will marry. 
Don't look at the person and be scanning. She doesn't look like the person. There's no point talking with her. You see, she might have a younger sister. He might, are you getting what I'm saying? There is no genuinely called shepherd of God who is not boarding when some singles are not married. But when we begin to attribute everything to spiritual, I have prayed, we have fasted, we are praying for you. But I also need to tell you that after praying, what next do you do? He that must have friends must show himself friendly. That's what the Bible says. Be friendly. We cannot practice the lust of the flesh and all those things. No, we are believers. But nothing stops you from having friends. Those who have a lot of friends don't usually, then you can pray and know which one is God's, but you should have friends. You should have friends. The Lord is leading this church to begin to dwell so strongly on families. Sometimes it can be a job opportunity. You don't even know the people you sit beside. Church is the greatest, is the best place for people to network. Once we do it in the sincerity of our heart, not to take advantage of somebody, but people hardly do it in the house of God. Jesus did not intend that we come and sit for two hours and we go our separate ways. If you study the Bible, you understand that this is not, that will lead me to the second and so that. So all singles, don't only come invite your friends. Your friend might finally become somebody's husband. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. This lady you see her in church, she's the only one you know. But you don't know that there are six of them. And one of them looks like what you have been seeing in your vision. If you are truly seeing something. God help me to make this announcement. So say, because this is very important. People have reached, you know, <laughs> um, the MD of certain company, one MD of a company, one MD of a particular bank, one of these banks you know very well, at a point the two of them were ushers in the same church. And so people, I mean, they will be ushering people in. Church is the best place. Once we stop, those who will take advantage of people. Just like they are, we, from next week, we start emphasizing household. We are rebranding it. It will be something that you will love to be. And we are starting afresh. The first of its kind will be the last Saturday of this month. All over Lagos, HOD will be throwing a household party, a love feast. So this is what we do every, every Saturday. The first Saturday of the month will be called Life Classes. Where you sit down with a group of 15, you, if we are talking about raising children in a godly way now, talk about when you were raised, what you like and what you didn't like, what your expectations are. The Lord is just telling us that the church must be a family. We influence people not from afar. I cannot only influence you from pooping until we get very close. And the second week will always be a time for us to pray. Not the way we pray. We already pray here. This kind of prayer is where you can sit down with others and tell them what you want them to pray with you for. And right there they will pray. And you will see the power of if two of you shall agree. That means you can't be afflicted in office or anywhere. You have found a team. When they traded the apostle, they went to their own company and they began. You need a company. This is what cell is going to be about now. The third week will be evangelist and the last week will always be love feast. 
And every center is free to determine how their love face will be like. For instance, a center can go to Dubai to do their love face. I'm sure you would like to be in that center as long as they will pay for you. It's, it doesn't matter. And I am serious. Whatever they want to do, because outside this former church setting, that's where we get to practice our Christianity. You don't know who has temper here and who doesn't. But as we fellowship, and I said that there will be one rule that will guide all the centers. You must not gossip. You can get to some people's house now and still see that there's alcohol in that fridge. Please, it's none of your business. Because proximity can bring you into saying things. If you are not a disciplined Christian, you want to be running. Jesus Christ knows every man. And people don't respond to what at equal level. But as they follow Christ, he is committed to transforming them till they leave every habit behind and become in the image very much like Jesus Christ. But if you start talking, we have seen people in this church who were coabithing. After hearing the word of God, they came to me, so they separated by themselves restitution. I believe in it. But listen to me. Don't go around gossiping because it will destroy what we are trying to do. This is a family. A time will come that if you ever need anything, somebody yourself will supply. Not by you demanding for it, but somebody will just know. If you are doing naming, people in yourself will be the one to help you arrange and everything. This is what it should be like. If I come to do your naming, I'm already seeing 12 other brethren there. They've come and somebody said, to bed. If you need house, house help and all these things, see what somebody is looking for in the church. Some people have it in abundance. But we don't fellowship. Fellowship is deeper than sitting together in church. And why some people close up and they are not willing is because they've been betrayed before. But you see, you cannot use the experience you've had before. If you are listening to me now and you judge men or you have an opinion about women because of what a woman did or a man did, you are wrong, sir. Everybody is not alike. Are you with me? The Yorubas have an added that if you close your eyes so that a bad person will pass, a good person will also pass. So you don't. I spoke about offense. I want to take it a step further. How then do we live above offense? How do you avoid getting offended? Jesus said it is impossible but offense shall come. It's like COVID came but not everybody got it. Some did, some did not. Some of you got, you didn't even know it was COVID. Because Nigerians don't like going to hospital to do tests. But thank God, Shaisha left. You know, <laughs> when we get to heaven, if you know how many things God has healed Nigerians of, this part was paining me, and you won't go to hospital. And at the end of the day, it will just go by itself. You know, God is really keeping us. That's why I'm telling some people in Nigeria who are putting their mouth in Russia and Ukraine. Remember, we don't have Misa. So, <laughs> <laughs> know yourself and if they send one here yeah, there's nothing that will detect it it's coming so when you are like that put your mouth where your money when they get to table and putting his talking this one is talking don't just keep quiet say why we are nigerians it's god that is keeping us so you know what we will pray <laughs> hallelujah are you with me oh I want that scripture. The Bible says that it is impossible offenses will come. 
That means there will be opportunity to get offended, but you don't have to. Woe to the world because of offenses. For it must needs be that offenses come. Jesus said so. It will come. But there is a way to live above it. And the first one, I atomized this or I lifed this last week. I want to take it from there. I want to begin with the first one. What should you know? There is what is called expectation. When people say they are dis, 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 disappointed in life, when they say they are frustrated, see, expectation is very powerful and knowledge man, is powerful. You can live above offense based on what to expect and what you don't expect. I'm going to look at three aspects of expectation now and I'm going to start this service with the first one. What to expect from man, what to expect from Satan, and what to expect from God. If you get this thing in, if you are right about it and you put them in perspective, you will never be disappointed, you will never be bitter, and you will never get offended in life. Second service will be very tough because I will talk about what to expect from Satan. But I want to start with man. Man. Ah. In Matthew 10, 17, Jesus said, beware of men. It doesn't mean sister should read it and shake your head. Ah, beware of men. The <laughs> Bible says so. That man there is general. Mm. Jesus said so. Why that statement? You see, let's start with what is expectation. How does it, how does it work? If I tell you now, because it has to do with your mind. Let me, this is KG. Where is Ori? Come, that's our husband. Um, they met in the church here. So singles, see, I will harass you with different things. Ugochi and Eloa at the back, they met here. They saw and Big Josh. The first time they ever conversed, it was a, a plain and neutral conversation. But you see, I was in my office. I saw them talking at the front of the church, a big tree then. And Joshua was coming back to the office. And I said, that it's like, there's going to be something between you and that lady. He said, no, I'm pastor, it's not even the type. I said, you see, what elders see when they sit down? Even if you ride private jets, you will not see it. He just came on one day with his voice trembling. It's like, I said, didn't I tell you? And she said, they had a, there was nothing as at that time. I just saw it. Some of us can see. <laughs> anyway, they met like that. But I want to, I, I just want to say something. Now, imagine your daughter, and everybody follow this, three or four years old. She can say that, mommy, I am hungry. After you are, might have come from work and start harassing you, you will go to the kitchen and make food for her. Even in a service like this, she can come to the front, three-year-old girl. It's you that you know you are doing service. A three-year-old girl, it will be wicked of me, a pastor, to see a two-year-old, Okiki has a son like that, Kemwe, for Kemwe to come to the front and jump at the father and be saying that daddy I want biscuits. I cannot get angry 
he might feel a bit embarrassed, but all of us will take it, we, we will take him up if he should beat the boy. Why? He is one plus or two. Imagine the same boy, now 17, comes to the front of the church during service and says, Daddy, I'm hungry. It might likely be a five-fold ministry. <laughs> that is, you understand what I mean by that? Five fingers that will follow. Now, listen. It's the same boy. It's the same request, but different answers. At a point, you responded in compassion. You carried the boy. At a point, you responded in anger. What is the difference? What is the difference? Expectation understanding. You expect that at 17 somebody at 17 should have enough sense to know. Then number two, almost every, uh, at least every woman here, you know that a, a, your 17-year-old daughter cannot be telling you that she's hungry. That's an insult. Why can't she go to the kitchen? But see, when she was three, it was okay. The same girl has not changed even though she has aged the same person but you reacted now in a particular way when she was three you are reacting in a particular way to the same request from the same girl thank you did you get that how does that apply again let's take it this way if you fly delta straight to america is 11 hours plus if they tell you that you are going to spend 11 hours in the air and your heart is prepared for it, it might look long, but you endure it. If I tell you that from here to Allen, that Allen is very, very far, but then in five minutes you walk and you are in Allen, somehow you are happy. If I tell you that Yaba is not far, that you should get there in five minutes, you should get to Yaba by trekking. After trekking for five minutes, seven minutes plus, you start getting tired. You have never been to Yaba before, but you ask me that where is that? I say, it's not far, it's just there. But you've never been there before. Now, that word is just there. My mean to you that in six minutes, I'll be in Yaba. By eight to eleven minutes, if you are not in Yaba, frustration can start. Is that right? Yaba hasn't changed. I have told you and I've given you a wrong expectation as regards how soon you will get to Yaba. There are things making Christians to get offended. They do not have right expectation or less you were right understanding about the ministry of man, the ministry of Satan, and the ministry of God. These are the triangles around you on which you are the center of this triangle. You are having contact with other men, contact with Satan, and contact with God. Your understanding or lack of it, of these three entities, will determine how you get of whether you're offended or you live above offense. Let's start with the first one. What should you expect from man? Just like the one that has been told that, ah, Yaba is so far. You've never been there for, but the person that described it told that Yaba is so, is so far. Ah, you will suffer going there, but it's very far. But then you must go there, you need something. Now, as you begin that journey, and interestingly, you say it's not as far as the person described to you, you will be happy. But if the person has said that it's not very far, and you embark on the journey, 
And after a while, you are still not there, you get frustrated. What have they told you about man? When I see people on Facebook, when I see people become depressed in life because a man did this or that, is because they have never read. Let's start from Numbers 23, 19. God said, Balaam was giving his oration and his prophecy, and he said, God is not a man that he should lie. In other words, underline the word that men are full of lies. Lying in this regard does not mean that somebody is deceiving you. You are the only sugar in my tea and there are other seven kills. You know, <laughs> that's not what we are talking about. Lying in this regard means that men are always promising what they cannot deliver. Not because they don't plan to deliver, but because they are men, they are limited. I get what I'm saying. For instance, a pastor could have said in Ukraine last month that we are going to have marriage similar this month. I'm going to share some secrets of marriage. But because of war now, it cannot hold. So that is the kind of lie we are talking about. Not lying like deceiving people, but saying something and afterward realize that you have no capacity because man cannot see tomorrow. No matter how much of a man of integrity you are, if you promise someone that you'll be at the meeting tomorrow and war should break out, you will stay in your house. It will be foolish of you to say, I'm giving my word. They said there is Boko Haram on the road there. I don't care. I must keep my word. You will choose whether you want to keep your word or keep your life. I get what I'm saying. So that is what number one said that God is not a man that should lie. But we can learn something from there that in other words, don't expect too much from man. Situation can make him change his stand. See I hear. So when he begins to read poem to you, and he becomes a songwriter overnight for the sake of love. And you are enjoying it. Also understand that there is a possibility that he changes his mind tomorrow. Listen, I am not saying you should expect a, a, a negative. I am saying that if you are that prepared, you will never be disappointed. Something might happen that will pain you a little, but you put, put that pain in perspective. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know, I was wondering. Jesus said, Simon, Simon, Satan, I desire to have it. I might seem to like with that look 22, 33 or so. He said, But I have prayed for you. What made Jesus to easily forgive all of them when they fled from him? And I think Paul was talking in I think 2 Timothy 4, somewhere there down there. He said, At my first defense nobody stood by me. He said, they all forsook me. He said, but the Lord will not lay to their child. That means I pray that Lord forgive them. Paul didn't make an issue at all out of, but if you read very well, maybe we should start from, if you read very well. Paul got to Jerusalem, JJ. The apostles were the one. Aye, there is something about, if you understand what I'm saying, and all of you watching, they, Paul got to Jerusalem, and the elders there, the apostles and the elders were the ones that told him that come because what Apostle Paul was preaching to the Gentiles, said they are talking about Jerusalem that you are saying circumcision is not important, this one is not important he said we know that's not what you are preaching so you know what, do or prove it to everybody get three guys, shave their head in other words, they made Paul to practice the law, even they were teaching grace, say enter temple with them everyone that will see you 
doing rituals in the temple with these guys who made a vow. Then they will all know that truly uh, this guy is not against Jewish law. That's what they wanted to achieve. But the thing backfired. When Paul entered the temple with those three guys, though they were Jews, but those who had seen him in other countries preaching, who didn't like him, the, the Pharisees, one of them just said, uh-uh. And he told them, I said, that guy, that's the guy teaching against our laws everywhere. These three guys with him are not even Jews. And he brought them to the temple and opera started. And they beat him, beat them out, caught him and started beating him. Soldiers had to violently come to take him out of them. But you know what? When Paul was arrested, nobody showed faith to say that, ah, no, we told him to do that. But you know what? Paul was never bitter. He understood man. See, I hear. John chapter 2, verse 24. When Jesus performed the miracle of the wine, the first miracle in the Bible, oh, the, first, the Bible says, but Jesus... Let's start from 23. When was Jerusalem and Passover in the days of the feast, many believed in his name when they saw the miracles that he did. Because of the wine, water he turned to wine. Water you turn into wine. People believe. But look at Jesus. When men are praising you, somebody's hearing me. When men are praising you, when the same people tell you are the finest, you are the best. When men are praising you, do what Jesus did. Verse 24. So they saw the miracles and they came to him and believed in him. But the Bible says Jesus did not commit himself to them because he knew all men. Ah, verse 25. The Bible didn't say he rejected them, but he just understood that sin. And he needed not that any should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. Do you know what is in man? We have seen people committed suicide because a friend betrayed them. Nobody has ever told you before about man. That man is one kind, and this is man and woman. That it is possible somebody, the closest person to you, when he, he or she has the opportunity, might be the one that will speak against you. Yeah. I have seen two female ladies before. Well, they were best of friends. One got a relationship, and the other one came to see me privately, was trying to talk down on that relationship. The guy is here man. So Jesus was able to forgive freely. He never got offended because he had his expectation in the right place. That man will disappoint. Once you have that point, you will not fret no matter what people are doing. This is very important. This is just one of the points even on that man. But we'll proceed. I want to stop here this morning. I pray Christians all over the world will understand what I've just shared with you right now. Then no matter what, it was Saul who promoted David. Few days after that, it was the same Saul that wanted to kill David. What is man? Jesus did not commit it. He understood man. Your boss can praise you today and be the one to stand on your promotion tomorrow. You will not get into bitterness because you understand man. The friend you share a lot with, can start feeling intimidated because of the success rate that you're having in the office and join the ministry someday. It will make you lose your head because you know man. You will always forgive easily when you know man. Just like you will not take it on a child when she pours water on there because it's a child. The same thing. You know man. You have put man where man belongs. When they praise you and they are nice to you, you appreciate them. When they do otherwise, it does not move it because you have come to understand that there is something about man. Did you get what I've just shared now? 
Are you with me? I have seen the way some people react when they hear people talking behind them. Who don't they talk behind? Those who know man already expect that. In fact, they, they go to all the ones speaking. It doesn't mean it. You already know that in the arena of men, they behave like this. You don't get what I've just shared now. What is man? What is man? Hallelujah. These are some of us don't fight when we know people have done things to us. It doesn't matter. We've, we have left that gap already. We have left that gap already. <laughs> Peter said to Jesus, I swear, others can leave you but not me. Jesus said that before they come, but he said tonight, you would have denied me three times. Peter said me, if I deny you, let me die. I just was just looking at him. Did you notice after resurrection, Jesus did not talk about that. He just said, Simon, he appeared by the sea and he said, children, do you have any meat? He gave them fish. He didn't take it the same way. Jesus forgave Peter like that little boy or little, your little girl. He just understood that, see, this is man at his best. All anger in churches, bitterness among Christians is just because people don't understand this thing. All unforgiveness in marriage and because people don't understand this thing. You can see a woman that worships God like an angel on the pulpit. But it's a different ballgame when you are living with her. Let me say this to all of you. Maybe I will say this ahead of time. Don't be drawn to charisma. It might be a big mistake. You see, guys like myself who stand on pulpit preaching, this all and all those who sing and everything. If you don't have personal discipline of the spirit and God is not helping you, charisma can actually make you a miserable man when you are away from the stage. It is true. Go and check. I read history a lot. Statistically, go and check the real lifestyle of singers that people celebrate and call celebrity behind the scene. In America, that's why some of them go to jail before they are 40. A charisma that does not match character can land you in serious trouble. I'm just hoping that one day church will pop up and this will be the church where people are not getting offended. Because you understand what I've just said now. Man, you can be there for people and the day you need them, they are not there. If you understand this message, you will not get angry. Because as you are being there for them, walking, when they are back on your mind that only God will be there for me, they might be and they might not be. If they are not, you are not disappointed. You know, this thing about expedition is very powerful. If your cousin, there are some of you like that. I'm not like that. I don't, I, I, I don't think I ever called any family member, anybody, to rave for them for not being at anything I'm doing. My two children, when we name them, if you are there, if you are not there, you are not there. I see you, I just with you as nothing. I expect nothing from no man. I am happy if you come for a naming, if you come for my wedding. If you are not there, I'm not sad. When I see these people fight over, and we did wedding, he was not there, I'm not talking to him again. Shut up your mouth. What is it? 
Little, little things. But it's based on understanding. The same cousin of yours that you're angry I didn't come for your wedding. If he told you that day that they called me to sign a contract in Asurok and they'll give me 50 billion and for not being at your wedding, I'll give you 1 billion. Won't you forgive him immediately? And ask him again that when are you not going to make another meeting again? What you are doing now, see, it's not the one, if he comes, if he doesn't come, let's not attach, are you getting what I'm saying? This will just help you. Apart from somebody signing a contract, if the same cousin calls you and he says, you know what, God forbid, my car, I just had an accident now, I'm being rushed to the hospital now, you will excuse him away from that party. But some minutes ago, you were almost getting angry, I was not there. So is the issue, is being there the issue or your mind? Is the mind. Because under some other circumstances, you will easily forgive him for not being there. So being there is not the issue. It's your mind. Hallelujah. Is someone blessed this morning? Hallelujah. I feel like telling all singles, all single ladies, it's not going to be singing into your ear every night. You are beautiful beyond description. Those are scripts before marriage. A real man will love you and still be romantic, but don't expect that every time. Sometimes he doesn't want to talk. And when you push him to talk, you will hear what you don't like hearing. All the girls are turning away their faces. Okay. <laughs> Pastor David, do you talk every time? Has he ever offended you before? See the look, say, ah, what kind of question? <laughs> Hallelujah. Pastor has said, husband never offended you before. Times without number. Do you get angry at times? Have you raked for this or that before? Many times. Sister Tony, man, our life is very nice and gentle. Every time. Not every time. What about you? Have you, have you done the same thing? You've raked before. Yes. If the person beside you is a single person, you start to look at the person that now they here. Oh, Father, I will bless your name. <laughs> Somebody give God praise. I forgot to add this to the announcement, please. There was a time, Pastor Billy, we that we started watching a message. They will take a message, people will watch and comment. Can we start again? Church, whatever you hear me preach, I am not a hypocrite. If any message you hear in this church does not bless you, you don't need to share it. You don't need to share it. I am a sincere person. But if anything touches you, send it to other people. When service ended last week from outside the country, I don't know. It looks like even pastors are walking in bitter. People are sending messages. Pastor, this up, And I understand. I said, that was why God told me to share that message. People who have not talked with somebody for eight years. Whatever we share, join us. We are a family. After Sunday, 
our messages are free. On YouTube, tag somebody, call somebody and tell that you need to listen to this message. If you know people are angry, don't go to church again and all those things because of what someone send them all this message. They need to hear. Yeah. When I was growing up, there was somebody around my house. He was a parochial committee member of a particular church. An elderly man. For years, he was not going to church, but he would go for the meeting after church. The committee used to meet 12. You know, you know the orthodox order. The committee used to meet 12, 15. After service must end by 12. That pastor must not extend it. The spirit must not extend anything. Because the committee must meet 12, 15. So the man will be at home watching TV. He will start dressing up 11.45. By 12, he will drive out. He will get to church 12.15 for parochial committee meeting. And then he will come back home. Because 11 years before then, a pastor said something. Are you blessed? Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Glory to you. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just stay after me say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now, you can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. God bless you.